live from the Checkpoint XP studios. He's about to pull off oh. the Alamo. He's unbelievable. Nico is on fire. Oh my goodness. How does he do this? On radio's number one show for esports and competition. Checkpoint XP Radio. A Beasley esports product. Welcome to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're listening to Robbie Landis, Weird Beard, and someone on the show that spent the past week getting his butt whooped by his fiance in Mario Party, me, James Gamble. Now, hold on, hold on. Okay. Did she actually whoop your butt, or, this is the last time I played Mario Party, I've swore never to do it again. You get to the final stage, you have ten stars, the next closest person has two stars, bonus and then stars. suddenly it gets to the point where it's like, yeah, bonus stars, oh, uh, hey, you are green, uh, Luigi, so here's three stars for you, and oh, you know what, here's the screw you bonus star, we're gonna take ten stars from Robbie and give it to somebody else. Yeah, um, it's a little bit of both. Okay. A little yeah, bit of you, both. Man. I feel you. It says a lot about who you are as a person by what character you pick. Who do you play in Mario Party as? Uh, I was a Goomba most recently. Okay. What does that say about me? Because uh, I, I don't know say, if I like I, that I, reaction. I didn't even realize that Goomba was a character you can pick now. Yes. <laughs> old man, you haven't played Mario Party in a hundred years. <laughs> because I would it say, cheats. I would say a Goomba says about you that you don't like to be the star of the show, but you're there to do your job, and your job is to win. Okay, and, and, and usually mind. get squished. What happens? Uh, what happens if you pick Boo? Because I picked Boo the first time I played. Uh, you're a jerk. You just steal everything from everybody. Man, he's kind of he's kind of correct on both. Yeah. Haven't heard much from Doctor Disrespect since his Twitch ban, but has Doctor Disrespect shown back up on Twitch? We'll let you know in just a bit because the big story this week again is all about Ninja. We may have gotten a glimpse at which platform Ninja is going to be streaming from now. His recent live stream on a brand new platform drew in a huge audience, and that's where we'll start. Ninja has been a big name in the news for the past few weeks, starting with turning down a huge $60 million sum to stream on Facebook Gaming after Mixer shut down, then him and his wife getting into a Twitter feud with the well-known streamers XQC and Alinity. Well, now he's making news again after he debuted on a brand new streaming platform to a huge audience, Robbie. Do we know where Ninja's going to be streaming from? We don't know for sure, but his first stream back since Mixer shut down was on YouTube, where he drew in 100,000 concurrent viewers playing Fortnite with some of his, with some of his OG cast. He was on there with Tim the Tatman, Dr. Lupo, and Courage, all big names in and of themselves. But once the stream was done and over with... We didn't have any news. There was no big announcements. There was nothing. It was just him and his buddies playing Fortnite, having some fun. The Raven telling me doesn't have enough mats to share, no. even though he's got two thousand. Is... Just want to say, if you guys are do. trying to find out where you can watch us, just head on over to. Mi- I mean, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. wow. <laughs> Wow. He said uh, it not being close. He said it not Muscle memory. Uh, yeah. Uh, low blow up mixer there, Ninja. But uh, everyone else has been getting the jokes in, so why not him too? So, yeah, he popped up on YouTube, which isn't surprising to me. You know, uh, when he was on Mixer before and people would make fun of him, you know, he would say that, you know, Mixer isn't where he makes his bread and butter, d- despite them giving him $30 million. That it was views on his YouTube videos is where, you know, a lot of his, uh, uh, his revenue came from. And obviously, you know, there's a chance he's going back to Twitch. He did update it saying, you know, that he plays Fortnite and Valorant, but currently no one knows where he's going to end up. But uh, Rod Slasher Breslau, notable influencer and insider, has stated that Ninja is currently in negotiations with top streaming platforms to secure a deal. But other than that, 
nobody really knows anything of, what, of what's going on. Yeah, what's crazy, though, is, like, the fact that Ninja is in a position to hold not one but two huge streaming platforms, essentially hostage about where he wants to go because this isn't going to be a situation of, like, hey, Ninja, we really hope you come over here. It's mm-hmm. Ninja saying... Okay, how much money are you going to give me? Yeah, and, like, and you know it has to be more than sixty million because he oh, turned yeah. that down at Facebook. And even this stream here, I think, shows him being like, "Hey, I haven't been on a streaming platform in a while. I just jumped on YouTube with three of my friends. We played Fortnite for a bit. One hundred thousand viewers, and it was a like a very long, sustained a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like he hit a peak and then it just went back down and everything like that. It was over a hundred thousand the entire time. Everybody was." upbeat and happy and he seemed like at home on Ninja. They were drinking or on uh, YouTube, they were drinking champagne on stream and stuff like that. Like, it was a coming out party for Ninja. Essentially, it feels like him being released from being in prison on Mixer. <laughs> well, I think that's the best analogy. Him being released from prison because personally at first, I wasn't really sure like, like why would anybody want to sign him? He didn't do anything for Mixer. It wasn't enough to save him. COVID-19 with everyone being indoors watching, streaming, playing games. That wasn't enough to save Mixer. And and I think what I'm starting to realize, especially after 100,000 people watching him on YouTube, even if it was with a little bit of help from his, you know, his old crew. Oh, yeah. I think that the problem might have been Mixer. I think just nobody wanted to watch Mixer. So, you know, where do you guys think he should go at this point? Because I feel like YouTube and Twitch, two completely different platforms. And... Personally, I'm of the mind that he should try to do a little bit of both. See, that's what I'm thinking, too. I agree with you, just because I know you can make some big bucks on Twitch that's just where, streaming. That's where your live streaming yeah. comes from. Because if you subscribe on YouTube, that doesn't actually get you any money. Like, people who subscribe to you on Twitch are paying you monthly. You then get a little team to take whatever your streams are on Twitch, packages it into a nice little video, throw that to YouTube. Now you're double dipping. We'll give you posts on any new info from Team Ninja as we get it. But now it's been a while since we've heard anything about the Dr. Disrespect situation. We do have a bit of an update on the Dr. Disrespect Twitch ban. That's coming up in just a moment because now it's time for... Time is up! Oh my god! Checkpoint XP's close shave. Watch it at CheckpointXP.com. Joe Rogan recently was recording a podcast with comedian Hannibal Burris. When the two of them brought up gaming as an escape during quarantine... Hannibal Buress confessed that he would sometimes game for 12 hours straight playing NBA 2K. However, Joe Rogan confessed that he barely escaped having long-term health problems from what he called a gaming addiction similar to that of an alcoholic. I have a real problem with video games. We have a whole video game room back there, like a LAN LAN room. I don't even go in there anymore. I just stay away from it like, like I'm an alcoholic and it's a bar. I can't go in there. We tell him, Jamie. We were pl- we were playing hours every day to the point Jamie was telling me I had a problem. He would leave. He was like, "I'm not playing anymore." I'm like, "Where are you going? Get back here, bitch!" He would yeah. take off and <laughs> go forever. It was bad, right? Yeah. It was bad, like hours and hours every day. We would get done with the podcast. I couldn't wait to go play. I'd be like, "Good night, everybody." <laughs> Run right over there, boot it up, get online, start talking. And we were talking crazy to each other. Come on, bitch. And just like killing each other, like hours and hours and hours. But when I would leave, I would, we play Quake, Quake Champions. My hands would be sweaty. I would feel like, like I'm nervous. I'd leave. I'd be driving home and like, I don't feel good. I feel bad. Like I physically was feeling bad. And then I started like sleeping bad. I was thinking, I'm putting my body through all this crazy stress. All right. Well, next time, Joe, before it gets to the point of damaging your health long term, 
Maybe it would be nice to just limit it to just a few hours, barely escaping all those physical ailments of gaming. Remember, if you ever miss a close shave of the week, you can find them over at CheckpointXP.com. Never miss anything again. No way. Stay on top of your game by heading to CheckpointXP.com to get in the game. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. We're just talking about Ninja making headlines by debuting on YouTube for a recent live stream to an audience of over 100,000. Well, another well-known streamer that's kind of managed to stay out of the headlines has finally given an update. Weirdbeard. What's Dr. Disrespect been doing? Has he shown back up on Twitch? Uh, well, we know he's alive, which is a you know a, a, a <laughs> move in the right direction on there. Uh, but he's popped up over the course of a, pretty much the past week where it seems that before he – when all the fire was on, he, he went into like full lockdown mode. And then he did this on uh, Nick Merck's stream where Nick Merck's said that he had talked to him and knows how long he's going to be off of Twitch for. Yeah, but- Let's get some games in, bro. Tell us what happened to Doc or we will cancel you. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you in two months. Dang, you really think it's going to take that long? That's what I know. Yeah, so so apparently whatever it was that Doc told him was that it will come out or, or, or they'll be ready to talk about it in two months. But... What could that possibly look like? Like, like, what is that? Legal. It's something legal. Okay, so what? In 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 two much the, the in two months the investigation is going to be over. They're 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 what going to file something in two months? Because had something been filed already, I feel like 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 people would have been able to sniff that well, out. It that kind of reminds me of like a non-disclosure right? type yes. deal. Like, so when you go into radio, you sign a contract that says you won't just leave your company and go to the next company mm-hmm. like the next day. Okay, you, you, you won't have to talk wait about out. it to anybody, right? Yeah, and you can't talk about but it. But apparently, right on that stream, he says, "I talked, Doc. He told me, right." That would mean that you broke your NDA. I think that something else might be up here because Rod Slasher Breslau, our favorite esports consultant and leaker, he tweeted saying, just to be absolutely clear, Tim the Tapman nor Nick Merckx has spoken to Dr. Disrespect since the ban. And to my knowledge, no other streamer has either. Y'all are misinterpreting clips. Likewise, Doc has not responded to half a dozen personal requests of my own to speak since the ban. Well, nobody really likes Slasher to begin with. But he's still true. Whether they like him or not, He's always been right, spot what I, on about that. What stuff. I will say, though, is, you know, he may say that Nick Merckx may not have spoken with him. Here's Dr. Disrespect donating to Nick Merckx on stream in front of hundreds of thousands of people. Hey, are we going for the scav? Hey, I got a 50 from Dr. Disrespect. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's him, but he, it, he's donated yeah, to me before. Yeah, this is exactly how he does it. He go goes, it's that not that the that audio, dot, dot, dot. Check the records and VODs. Barely laying on a lounge chair right now. I hear everything. The ponytail still dripping. The two-top never slipping. Twitchy's a scapegoat? Question mark? I ain't even tripping. I don't know, bro. I don't know. It's so easy to change your display name to donate bits, though. Even that really Nick sounds said. like Dr. Disrespect, though. That's like word for word right out of Dr. Disrespect's mouth. The ponytail and all that stuff. I, th- I just like, okay, we'll put it on record right now. This is something we're going to look back on in two months once we know everything. Maybe. <laughs> what do you think it is? James, you go first. Oh, man. I'm going first. I have no idea what it could be. <gasps> like, what could what could he have violated that's going to make him have to wait two months plus? That's, it's something criminal, but not something that would make his wife leave him. Yes. I, re- I have no idea. So is he waiting on, like, a statute of limitations on no a crime? Idea. I have I don't know. I have no idea. I, I legitimately no idea. I'll venture mine out. I'm, I'm sticking with the tax thing. I think that he either didn't file something correctly or, like, didn't disclose a sponsor or took money and 
some way, shape, or form. I'm gonna I mean, be I real. I'm gonna be real disappointed if that's him violating a partner uh, partner agreement or yeah, something, like, like taking money in some way that couldn't that he not he's not supposed to. Crazy. It'll be interesting to see what actually happens in the two months when Doctor Disrespect is allowed to talk and speak upon his Twitch ban. Now, a couple more video game franchises are being developed into TV shows. One is a competitive game show I'm very excited about. We'll let you know which games are coming to a TV screen soon in just a bit because ahead next. Some strange things are happening in the world of Valorant. Why are some Valorant pros already leaving? We'll talk about that next on Checkpoint XP. Stop blowing my mind! We're rolling with continuous esports on the only show for esports and video games. This is going to be absolute madness! No need for extra tokens. We've got the hookup. Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and video games. You're listening to me, James Campbell, as well as Weird Beard, and the guy who can't decide if the Incredible Hulk is a hero or a monster... Robbie Landis. That's not true at all. The Hulk is a monster. He's Bruce, made the decision. Bruce Banner is the hero. And and, and I, don't, I know why you bring this up all weekend long because my other podcast, The Other Identity, which you can find over at CheckpointXP.com, we've been talking about the Immortal Hulk, which is the, the, the current comic that's going on right now. And it's like a horror comic. Like it's showing really like, like the scary side of like how the Hulk should be treated. He's not a hero. He smashes and he breaks things. Go read The Immortal Hulk. You didn't, to see the other the, identity. you didn't see the last Avengers movie, did you? No, the Avengers actually uses him very, very well. And and when he goes into, like, Professor Hulk as he is now, that's great, too. But uh, that's not usually how it goes. See, that's his secret, James. He's always nerdy. He's <laughs> always nerdy. Never worked for me. Some strange things are happening in the world of Valorant. They put out their first set of gun skins for an outrageous price, and we'll get to that in a moment. But what's more concerning is several players and esports pros have left Valorant and already returned to their old games. Oh, gee, I wonder why. Weird beard. Should we be worried about the Valorant scene dying before it even took off? Uh, well, I mean, the current question is like, was it a mistake? Was it a mistake to leave for Valorant? Because really, there is no professional scene as is as of right now if for Valorant. You, if you had a steady paycheck. When Valorant first popped off, right? Like, like, like if you were Sinatra in the Overwatch League, you're on a championship team, defending championship team that's still as good as it is even when you left, and you were making probably one of the biggest paychecks in the league. Was it a mistake to leave? Yeah. I think that it was. Um, so, like, to put it into context, a lot of what happened when Valorant, which is, like, uh, Riot's brand-new first-person shooter game, uh, was first announced, it was because Valorant is run by Riot. Riot runs League of Legends, which is the largest The e-sport. most successful eSport as well. Yes. So, like, as soon as they announced it, everybody was like, dope, I'm out. And they went and they started converting over to Valorant. Now, when I say a lot of people left, we're not talking about the superstars of Overwatch. We're not talking about the superstars of Call of Duty. We're not talking about the current superstars of CSGO, it was a lot of tier three players, like, you know, oh, they were okay, they may have played some pro, maybe they were just on the cusp. Think of second and third stringers who didn't have a chance to play, but now they're like, if I get into this early... I might be... I could be the star. I could be a starter, exactly. I'll get the spotlight for mm-hmm. one. It's, it's a real-life gold rush, essentially. Um, and then a lot of CSGO pros who were, like, either on the tail end of their CSGO career or maybe weren't pulling as much money as they used to be able to, uh, they all dipped. And so what we're now seeing is a lot of flame out from specifically two esports. A lot of the Fortnite guys... 
and a lot of the Overwatch guys. And they essentially came over, they did a little bit of time, and then realized that they were not competitive. Well, and, and here's the problem, too, because a lot of the sort of industry analysts called this right here, right? There are people who had tried to get into the Overwatch scene or into the Fortnite scene, couldn't really cut it because whether they couldn't put in the time or they didn't have the skill, they think, oh, I'm going to get in on the, on, the, on the ground floor of this. But they're washing out the same way that they did with the other esports, especially considering there's not as much money in the Valorant scene just yet because Riot's like, hey, hands off. We want to see what you guys can do in, in two, three years before we start dipping our fingers in because what that does for Riot then is shows which companies, which teams, which investors are really invested in the brand and they're not just trying to make a quick buck. And you know what's really kind of crazy about all of this is uh, looking at it, you've seen an influx of pros going into Valorant that from Counter-Strike, mm-hmm. right? And Counter-Strike is the most analogous to what Valorant is. Because like, Valor- Valorant is Counter-Strike with powers. Yes, exactly. So, like, a lot of the players that are currently dominating, you have Skadoodle, you have Hiko. Skadoodle! Yeah, exactly. You have a lot of these guys that were very successful in Counter-Strike just simply transitioning over. And uh, it, Team Liquid just picked up Scream. He's from Counter-Strike, isn't and he? He's a, he's a legend. And what's crazy is that you saw a lot of these other, like, pro eSport athletes from these other sports that thought that, like, they were going to be, it's a video game, I could just go in and play it. And it's like, none of the skills from Fortnite translate whatsoever to Valorant. Hiko, who is an aim god and is the current team captain for 100 Thieves, has an entire, the rest of his team is filled out with PUBG players. And they're getting stomped in in these national Mm -hmm. tournaments. And it's just like, I think it's... Sinatra's doing all right, isn't he? He's doing... Overwatch? He's doing okay. But see, he also had a background in CSGO before Overwatch. So I think the, the bigger thing is that you may have had a lot of these pros come over to play Valorant, but the the they didn't understand, you know what I mean, what it was really going to be. They just be. thought they were going to grind out a new game just like they did with whatever their last game was. Exactly. So now you have all these people that just, you know, can't cut it, got to send them home. All right, but besides pros leaving the game, Valorant is also getting some attention because it's first set of gun skins. We'll talk about why in just a moment because now it's time for... From the high highs. An absolute monster. To the low lows. Who nailed it and who failed it on Checkpoint XP Radio. In years past, Devolver Digital has become well known for their outrageous E3 conferences and meta commentary on the gaming industry at large. Even without their announced games, they're always making headlines this time of the year and this year is no different. Digital Devolver is in a league all their own when it comes to announcements. Take a listen to just a bit of their conference and you'll hear why. That's how you open a digital showcase. Put my lifeless corporate shell, have it say some stuff, doesn't matter what the stuff. Promise gameplay, deliver gameplay, season with a smidge of unnecessary violence for the clicks, and serve. Can I, Genesis device, or can I? Zane. Yeah. How are we looking for the rest of the show? We have thousands of people watching, and I want to shove so much fracking hype through their skulls, they bleed purchase intent. Bleed it from their butts. Gross. This is going to be the most incredible effing E3 ever! Actually, this year's E3 has been canceled. And well, frankly, it's a goddamn mess out there with everyone jockeying for position. Straight up power vacuum. No E3, you say? Nope. Huh. Now, if you want to see the whole stream, and you do, head on over to our website, CheckpointXP.com. 
Be sure to stick around for our failed it portion of Nailed It and Failed It coming up in the next hour. Checkpoint XP, your home for competition. Online at CheckpointXP.com. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. We were just talking about several pros already leaving Valorant to go back to their old games. Well, some problematic trigger locations and a huge price tag is people talking about Valorant's first set of gun skins. Robbie, what's going on here? Yeah, so Valorant's first set of dragon-themed gun skins is out, and if you want the set, it's going to cost you about a uh, hundred bucks. Is that right, Weird Beard? It's very hundred dollars. It's a lot. Now, now, Robbie, explain to everybody what a gun skin right. might be. So, uh, it's actually pretty self-explanatory. It basically reskins your gun. So, when you go and you pick it up at first, it looks normal. What these dragon gun skins do is when you when you equip it, you are now holding the same gun in your hand. But it actually looks more like a small dragon. Like it breathes fire. Its head looks back and forth to the sides. It's actually one of the so you're most aiming dragons. At essentially, your yeah. And, and and I will give them this. When it comes to a different sort of skin or a different aesthetic, it's the cosmetics of it, right? This is the most in depth skin that I've ever seen on a gun. Because yeah, usually it's like a pink camouflage. Right, they just or stars it. and stripes and exactly. camo. They actually had to basically rebuild the entire gun model from the ground up to be able to do this. But I still don't know if a hundred dollars for an entire set is worth it, right? And and look, I get it. Valorant is a free to play game. This is how they make their money, yeah. right? And and it's, they're not the only game to do it. Overwatch does it as well with character skins. Uh, Apex Legends does both gun skins and character skins. Uh, but I mean, first of all, those games have a way to earn these skins just through playing the game. You play it enough. Yeah, you play the battle pass. You buy the battle pass. Exactly. As you, you level you, up, you, you get unlock up enough gold skins. or whatever. Yeah. You can buy it that way. And and you know, if you want to rush, if you don't want to have to play all the time, then sure, put down ten, fifteen bucks for it. But a hundred dollars for these gun skins. I mean, this 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 might only be the only precedent for this. Might even be uh, CS:GO. Rick, they also do uh, 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 gun skins there. And in fact, yes. they actually got into a lot of trouble a few years ago. There was a big scandal and controversy around skin trading outside of the game. Yeah, it was all, it's like there's an entire ecosystem of gambling on skins because it's a way for people to not spend money, but spend money. You know what I mean? Are you like, spending money on it and it's randomly generating you a skin yes, type deal? Yes. Okay. And then also, like, the way people would see it is, like, because it's all kids. It's not regulated. So you'd be able to have little kids pump in and buy a whole bunch of skins and then they'd trade or gamble them away. and Because you can trade them to other people. Yes. It's not like it's just locked to oh, your interesting. account. Usually, you buy it, you unlock it, it's on your account. And, and that's it. And that's it. it. Yeah. No, yeah. in CSGO, you can trade them around. And so the, the, there were people that went to jail for the skin trading, well, right? You know, yes, but I mean, we're completely burying the lead, and the lead of the story is: Have you guys seen where you have to squeeze the dragon to be able to shoot it? Oh gosh, no! Is it okay? Why? So t- imagine where you're. If you were to pick up a baby dragon <laughs> yeah. and you were to hold it like a gun, mm-hmm. and you were to use your your index finger Remember, to squeeze, the the head is you know the barrel of it, okay. so you're kind of going down the oh, body. Are you saying what I think you're trying to <laughs> describe? Yeah, you're actually like shooting your gun by manipulating the dragon's maybe dingus. Yes. That's that's, that's, the dingus? that's about where it would be. My, on, on the that's why you're paying a hundred dollars. <laughs> you're paying a hundred dollars for the experience to say you uh, you you fought all the dragon's dingus. And you know what's crazy is like when you're playing in game for Valorant and you see somebody with one of those those skins 
you want to kill them. Like, it doesn't matter just because you want their gun. Like, I want to squeeze a dragon dingo. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right, because you, you can pick their guns up after they drop them. Can you take it into the next round as well? Yes, you keep it. So it's like, it's like literally you steal their dragon dingus gun, and you're able to take it with you. And there's nothing better, I really think, than being able, like, because everybody made that joke, right? Everybody, if you log in and you go, oh, dragon skin, do you know where you, you have to pull the trigger? <laughs> but I don't care. It's a funny joke, because it's like, it's a real thing that's happening. Well, it's funny so long as you're not the one spending a hundred dollars for these I, I still can't get over that i'm That's sorry wild. that is ridiculous have you bought the skin set yet weird beard i don't buy skins um only because i'm poor but the one thing i will say is like it's it's crazy because they just when they first launched valorant out of beta they put out the prime skins which for that bundle was 70 dollars. and Ooh, i, I oh think i think what they're doing is they're slowly going they're, to they're, they're seeing what they can get away with they're gonna keep doing it until people stop oh. buying and then they go oh that's the price cap. We'll just keep it at 150 because people still bought it there, That's too. That's so ridiculous. Ubisoft has a big leak. We'll let you know what game listing was accidentally posted on the PlayStation Store, giving away some details on this anticipated title, and why Weird Beard saying game leaks don't even matter. That's coming up in just a bit, because ahead next, two more gaming franchises announced to be turned into TV shows. We'll let you know which future competitive gaming show you might be able to watch me win on. That's all next on Checkpoint XP. With continuous esports on the only show for esports and video games. This is gonna be absolute madness. No need for extra tokens. We've got the hookup. Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and video games. I'm James Campbell. Along with me is Robbie Landis, as well as the guy with the most unique tan lines. Weird beard. It looked okay, so I got my forehead absolutely scorched when I went canoeing with my family the other uh, week. And it looked like I just held my head in front of a, a like a broiler on the oven and just cooked it. Yeah, on I thought a you went bungee line. diving into a volcano or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but you were wearing a headband, so you just have like one pale stripe across the top of your forehead there. And you know it's what? It's so noticeable. And you know what scares me the most, and this is the most insecure thing that I have right now, is that I'm so worried about losing my hair as I get older, mm. and it just draws everybody's oh, eyes yeah. right to that hairline. Right to my hairline. You're, it like, is. There's a little oh. bit of like a recession going on up there, isn't there? It's yeah. that, that and the economy are the two things. <laughs> the two biggest recessions of 2020. All right, two hugely popular gaming franchises have been announced to be turned into TV shows. One will be a competitive reality show, and the other will be a competitive gaming show where contestants play for cash and prizes. Okay, Robbie, which shows are you and Weirdbeard going to cheer for me on? Honestly, if we could get you on this first one that we're going to talk about, I would totally pay to see that. Can't believe the it. Sims the Sims is becoming a reality TV show. Hold on first. Can anybody do a Sim impression? Me, 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 me. <laughs> this is The Sims Sparked, a creative competition where you design characters. All these are best friends. Build anything you can imagine. Do you have everything? No. And tell original stories using The Sims. I am in it to win it. <laughs> With new challenges designed to inspire creativity, you have two hours to work. I don't even know if you can do that in that amount of So for The Sims Sparked, contestants are split into two teams and given two hours to create their Sims, capture footage, whatever, and then I guess they have to come up with like a story of their Sims and what they've done, and then they go in front of the panel, you know, like 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 you would in, uh, 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 
I don't watch reality TV shows, guys. You need to big, help me big out. Brother. Like Big Brother, right. Okay. And, and kind of like whatever the challenge was, they have to present the story they've created, and then they're judged based on it. Uh, can, uh, can I just say that after listening to that trailer, it felt like, do you remember when you uh, always said that you were going to do a presentation in school, and you're like, I'm going to get to it, I'm going to get to it, and you mm-hmm. finally get to the day, and you just have to like make it up on the spot? It seems like it's going to be a lot of bull. Oh, to, probably. To just try to get through that. Where two you're like, hours? All right, two hours to make your Sims and then also come up with a story for it as well? That's going to be crazy. Honestly, oh. What kind of skills do you need to make a, a good Sim family, I guess? I'm going like, to be honest. I've never played The Sims, what? so I don't oh know. Oh, my goodness. I'm a, You've I'm never so, played The Sims? I'm sorry, guys. I'm a real gamer, all right? Okay. So, Mr. Yeah. Real Gamer over there. Well, in this, I don't, know, I don't know how you can make a story out of it because the only thing I would do in The Sims was try to get babies in the hot tub. And drown uh, them? Well, no, you'd. Uh, okay. Wow. You'd get busy okay. In the hot tub. Man. Yeah. Well, there's your story. How you does this guy? How does this guy go about getting the girls into the hot tub? That's not that interesting of a story. <laughs> well, and you're totally killing my joke about all I would do is try to get chicks in the hot tub and then use the toilet. <laughs> the funnest things to do in The Sims. Oh That's gosh. all you had to do. I I think that I don't know if this is gonna like. Translate like? Do you think that there's maybe gonna, people are going to find an audience because people have definitely latched onto stupider things. Okay, here's what I will say: I am glad to see that games are starting to make their way into popular culture and into to programs like this in more interesting and creative ways. You know, as opposed to just if if, it, if it's a competitive video game, I see the value behind the competition. Right? I'd like to see more games start to to sort of take that initiative. I don't know what they look like. I don't know if they're going to be successful or not, but this is a cool first step. Now, James, are you, is this a game that you would go on? Are you actually interested in, in being on this game? Nah, really. You could no. win $100,000. See, that's where you have my attention. <laughs> knowing that I could possibly win 100 Gs is cool, and knowing that Robbie would actually cheer for me I and possibly pay money to watch me compete that's right. uh, makes me want to be a part of it. But deep down inside, no, I'm not that interested. I'm more interested in the next show we're going to talk well, about. Well, I'm going to say that the Sims reality TV show competition, I think, is the winning show out of this in the next one. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and video games. We want to talk to you on the phone. If you want to talk to us, give us a call at 1-833-557-0974. You can even call and ask any questions you feel like the experts here at Checkpoint would be able to answer. We were just talking about the Sims game being turned into a competitive reality show. Now, another Hugely popular gaming franchise is going to be turned into a competitive game show, Tetris! I'm Mill and Beard. How you going? My mum calls me Millsy, but you can just call me Mills if you like. I'm the host of Tetris. Good to see you. Yes, the game of Tetris, folks, which you can download now on your mobile phone. There's Tetris Primetime. Well, what's that? Good question. It's a nightly game show where you can compete against the rest of the world to win real money just for playing Tetris. Tetris Royale. Tetris. Let's Tetris. battle against Tetris. 100 players. We're the last one standing. Oh. Tetris together, where you can play head-to-head matches against your family or friends and use in-game voice chat to chat with your voice. And Tetris Marathon, the iconic All right, so Tetris Primetime hosted... Uh, Excuse me, it's Tetris. (laughs) Whatever, Tetris Tetris Primetime hosted by your dollar store version of Hugh Jackman is uh, basically a game show mode announced by Tetris uh, from the makers of Network, where you compete every night for a chance to win real Money, Come on. That, that trailer, there's no way that inspired either of you to think that this is going to be a good idea. Uh, Maybe. Uh, part, no! Partly because 
this is geared definitely towards not to us, not to the people listening to the show. It's geared to like grandma who sits at hey, home now. all day. I think it's geared. And it's, it is my grandma has higher me. standards than this. All right. I don't know. She about plays that. Chuzzle. Okay. <laughs> Chuzzle? Is that the one where you shoot the fuzzy creatures at each yeah, other? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's the one. Now, wow. I will say, though, I was. why did they pick an Australian guy? Like, why? Because my instant, instant They were going for Hugh Jackman. I thought that they were going to have, like, the Russian and be like, Hello, welcome to Tetris World. We play games every day. <laughs> There's we nothing trustworthy about that. Hugh Jackman and his Australian accent, it makes you feel at home. It makes you feel safe, right? It it, it invites you to play these games with him. How like okay. what kind what was Robbie's life growing like growing up if that's what makes him feel safe and at home? Hugh Jackman? Yeah. Come on, he's Wolverine, man. Okay, so let's let's just take these two that we just compared. We have The Sims and we have Tetris. Tetris. Which one are you going on, and which one do you think you have a better chance of winning? Uh, at? The 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 Sims for sure, because first of all, you're only going to be against one other team as opposed to apparently all of the world, and there's actual production value going into the Sims. I think that they actually want it to succeed, whereas Network spelled that uses a three as the e in its Network. name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think they're just in it for a quick crash cab. Honestly, there probably are Russians behind it, and they're just trying to mine your data. All right, James, which one are you? Going I'm on? going on Tetris. Prime time, baby, because oh, I know I could definitely win. I could dominate. Oh, yeah? How have you been doing in Tetris 99? Don't t- I don't want to talk about Come it. On. Tetris 99 and Tetris Prime Time are two different games, <laughs> no, Robbie. Actually, they're not because one of the modes for Tetris Prime Time is Tetris Royale. Which is Tetris 99. It's the exact same Who's thing. Whose team are you on, Weird Beard? <laughs> uh, I think that... This is a tough choice for me because it's I feel not. like I, I have the skills for Tetris, but the like the Sims does have the production cost and it has the ability to just kind of like fib your way out of it. You don't have to actually... Creativity is yeah. what's important in Sims, not your actual gaming skills. And I played Apex Legend with you. You don't have gaming skills. Weird beer. So I think... And I don't know if this is the right choice, but I might just go with the Sims because my odds just might be that much better. I feel like to be to win a Checkpoint Tetris Sims show, team, guys, we could do oh, it. I we could, could be do on a it. Checkpoint Sims team. We could do it. If you need somebody that can eat, use a toilet, and get babies in the hot tub in the Sims, I'm your guy. <laughs> Great. Looking for a super cheap yet fun game to play to help fill some time while you're enjoying the cool breeze from the AC this summer? Well, stick around. We have the free game of the week coming up in just a bit, because coming up next... Ubisoft had a big leak. We'll let you know which game was accidentally posted on the PlayStation Store, revealing details on this anticipated title and why Weirdbeard's saying game leaks don't matter. It's all next on Checkpoint XP. Hey, this is Callie with the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar, letting you know about the latest esports competitions to look forward to in the coming weeks. The Overwatch League is back with the Countdown Cup, once again splitting the league into two regions for competition. It's worth noting that at the end of this tournament, there will be two more weeks of play, after which every team will have played 21 games this season. The League of Legends Summer Split will be running weekly all through the summer. You can tune in to the LCS matches starting on Fridays each week, with matches running through Sunday evening. The playoffs are slated for the end of August into September. Joining the list of canceled esports events is EVO. The tournament was supposed to be held online, but accusations of sexual abuse in the organization has led to the tournament's founder being ousted and the event being canceled this year. While the Fortnite World Cup is gone, the DreamHack Fortnite series is up and running once again. The monthly $250,000 tournament is back on as of July. For our CSGO fans, ESL is currently on break in between seasons. As of now, the ESL is scheduled to get underway once again on September 4th. That's it for the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar. And remember, for all the latest in the world of esports, check out our website at CheckpointXP.com. Get in the game. What are we with? 
This ain't the number one esports and video game radio show. Checkpoint XP, where gaming lives. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're hanging with Robbie Landis, Weird Beard, and someone who's still waiting to be Switch official with his show co-hosts, me, James Campbell. Okay, all right. I actually am starting to feel bad about this because every time it comes up, I tell myself, all right, I'll just go home and add him, get it over with. But then I forget about it. You need to remind me. It's so much send of me a your chore, switch huh? code. Just send me your switch code and I'll put it in. I don't okay? even know how to find my own the- switch code. <laughs> so I'm relying on you guys to add me. This well, we learning. need your code one way or the other. Can you just like write it on your hand like you're in fifth grade again? Yeah, yeah you know what? Actually, write us a note and we'll take it why home. Why don't you check the Facebook messages? Because I believe I dropped it in there you two did. weeks ago. But you have to remind us. Put it on your phone. I'm not your mother. <laughs> Ubisoft is dealing with a situation after one of their anticipated future releases got posted on the PlayStation Store in Hong Kong, which uh, made them leak some details of the release. So what's the story here, Robbie? Yeah, so uh, just like you said, the Hong Kong PlayStation Store uh, leaked through a listing the reveal of Far Cry 6. It's beautiful, Migo. Perfect, but useless. I have something for you, Diego. Give me your hands. Papa. Now, the grenade is simple. It has four basic parts. The shell, which contains the explosive, the fuse, the handle, and of course, the pin. So what you heard there was the actual trailer for it, because after the leak, Ubisoft did indeed confirm it by posting a teaser trailer online, letting people know that more uh, details would be of, uh, uh, would be revealed with their Ubisoft Forward conference. Now, the game is going to take place in a tropical paradise inspired by Cuba, where local guerrilla fighters are trying to overthrow a ruthless dictator. And this is what really got the headlines here, is that the antagonist is going to be played by actor Giancarlo Esposito, best known for playing the drug kingpin Gus Fring in Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Now, this looks great. It, it looks, does. It, I, I played Far Cry 5. Mm-hmm. was amazing. I couldn't quite get into 3. It was a little bit sort of older, but still, the games are a lot of fun, and... Uh, the very fact detailed. that they have, they are very, very beautiful detailed. environment that they, they create the, mm-hmm. for those, the, the game to take place in. Now, the fact, though, that they're bringing in, like, a real actor like this and modeling the character after him, I mean, I've always been a big fan of games doing this. How do you guys feel about that? Like, like, is this the type of thing that if you wouldn't have bought a game otherwise, seeing an actor you like in it, does that make you want to buy or play the game? Um, I think it, it, it shows that the, uh, the developing company is at least attempting to make an effort. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you could always go with... Brown-haired protagonist five thousand that you know doesn't necessarily have any charm, doesn't have any like life brought into it by bringing in like a high name, high level actor. I feel they at least are committing to being like, hey, we want to make this a, a a real character in said story mm-hmm. or whatever. See, for me, I always find it weird when they do that. So, uh, is it Death Stranding yes. with uh, Norman, Norman Reedus? Reedus. Yeah. yeah, and Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven with, with Keanu. Keanu Reeves. Like, I don't know. It's weird to me that they bring the actors in. 
Um, but I don't really know if they have any kind of association with the story. Are they just models for the cover? Are they actually in the game? Well, so, so in this case, he's going to be both the model, be the and, model and, and the, and the, the voice character. actor, just like Keanu Reeves was. Also, fun fact, Keanu Reeves had so much fun playing Johnny Silverhand in Cyberpunk that he actually wanted more of a part, so they wrote more parts for him. Oh, wow. Which then gave the voice actors for all the different localizations, having to do it in different languages, more roles and more money. Now, what I will say is, the fact that they brought in such a high-level, big-name actor on this, the fact that it was leaked is not surprising. Like, You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, how in 2020 are you able to honestly sit there and tell me, like, hey, this guy who's been in Breaking Bad, arguably one of the best TV okay, series in the but, past 10, but 20 the, but, years. But the way this one leaked with, like, an early listing, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, because leaks happen all the time now. How yes. are we supposed to know when they're for real and when they're not? Because uh, it is awfully convenient in timing. Like, oh, yes, the game's well, coming out, but we actually have the trailer ready, and hey... Pay attention. We have our big <laughs> announced thing coming up yes. right around the corner. Yes. But then what about something like The Last of Us 2, which sto- where story details were leaked after you know someone was uh, allegedly fired? Like, there's no way that that type of stuff plays into the hype of it. Uh, maybe because like I don't. I think you can't really separate the two, right? From, uh, from I think you absolutely from intentional can. leaks to non-intentional leaks. I think you can because what I would argue is like. In 2020, do leaks even matter? Like, do people honestly not buy a game because, like, will will somebody who was not going to play this game, right, see that it comes out and and gets leaked and stuff like that? They go, oh, yep, I'm definitely not going to play that now. I think it's for good or good leaks and bad leaks all promote the game and make people want to play it more. Absolutely, 100%. I mean, we're talking about the game right now (laughs) because of the leak. So leaks definitely have some sort of an effect. Gaming on a budget? We've got a game for free. Free 99! Checkpoint XP's free game of the week. If you want to play a sprawling, ambitious game that does one thing very, very well, it gives you a world you'll want to explore, filled with enemies you'll love to destroy, then Torchlight 2 is for you. Deep beneath Torchlight, a darkness gathers... Your clockwork core that seals the netherum is now stopped by a corrupted alchemist. New heroes must stand against him, protect the core, and save the world. Torchlight 2 is a game that's very similar in vain to, like, uh, Diablo 2, right? Like, it's essentially okay. hack and slash. You're going to go through and, and kill a whole bunch of things and not really know what they're called, not know, you know, where they're from, have any kind of story about that. But you're just going to go kill lots of things, gain a bunch of loot, and go through some cool lands. Level up and... Yeah, close to that. It's, it's, it's technically an action RPG, uh, so it would even be closer to, like, having elements of Fallout within it, but in, like, a, a very fantasy-esque world. So you're going to be playing with your knights, with your mages. You know what it reminds me of? Hmm. Gauntlet Legends. Yeah, absolutely. Because it has, it's like steampunky as well. Okay. Are you familiar with like what steampunk is? Oh, yes. Okay. I am familiar with steampunk. So it's like you have steampunk elements throughout it. And, And what's crazy is that for a game that's free right now, but before it was free, it was actually only 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Yep. And it's free, by the way, on the the Epic Game Store. That's where you find it. It's going to rival those games that are charging 60 and 70 dollars to really be able to go through and, and like have your time with well i mean depending on what you're looking for okay yes. because it is a very colorful game it's very very beautiful you should definitely pick it up with it being free but for me if it's just you know going around and pressing the same buttons blowing stuff up hacking and slashing at things but there's no real why to it besides just to do it 
that that never really captures me. It's not much of a story. For very long. Yeah, there, there has to be something you just, pushing you beyond for that. You just exist. Just to destroy. Just there, there's mm-hmm. a little bit of a story. No. I mean, like if you play games like Monster Hunter World, if you play games like Path to Exile, Hades, um, you know, Warhammer, Vermintide Two. See, now Monster Hunter World's a different story because where where the satisfaction comes in that is downing these gigantic, huge monsters with just a sword that you should definitely not be able to do and mastering that weapon. Whereas this is just running around pointing and clicking and, 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 you know, fighting stuff. Which, again, if that's what you're into, here it is for free, so you should absolutely look into it. But, I don't know, the Torchlight series just never caught me all that much. Well, if you actually go and look at the ratings that are on Steam for it, most people recommend uh, Torchlight 2 over their its sequel, Torchlight 3, which costs money. So you'd be able to get the better sequel... For no money. Zero dollars. Exactly. So I think like it's a it's a win win. If it's a game that you're looking to just you can mindlessly pump a whole bunch of hours into, there's no true end game because once you get to the end, you just go back again and you can play the same character, you can re-roll them, however you want to do it. Um I, I think it's gonna be uh, uh something that people are able to pick up and put down and not feel like they're wasting their time on. How long do you think you could play it uh before you get through it? Well, apparently the, 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 the there is yes, apparently some sort of story to it. So to play through the main story, it's about twenty ish hours to beat. Okay. Uh, but if you want to go through and do everything that there is to do in the game, according to howlongtobeatit.com, that's an actual place, uh, it's about 80 hours worth. So wow. So f- for a free game, you know, if you're actually into it, that's a lot of content. That'll hold you over for quite a while. Absolutely. Well, the price is definitely right for free. So there's your free game of the week, Torchlight 2, available for free at the Epic Game Store. Now, if you're looking for another good game recommendation, something that's easy to get into and well worth the time, we have our Patient Gamer segment coming up in the next hour. Next, we'll have to make some of the hardest decisions we've ever had to make in a game because it's time to play a game. That's coming up next on Checkpoint XP. Live from the Checkpoint XP studios. He's about to pull off the Alamo. He's unbelievable. Nico is on fire. Oh, my goodness. How does he do this? On radio's number one show for esports and competition, Checkpoint XP Radio, a Beasley esports product. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You've got me, James Campbell. And joining me, our weird beard. And if he's not feverishly watching Overwatch League action, he's dropping in into Apex Legends with randos. Robbie Landis. I try not to like like I've been looking around as much as I can to find anybody who plays. I've you know been playing a lot with Weird Beard. Sorry. Uh, yeah, you better be. Uh, got Callie to download it though. I haven't made her drop in just yet, but I am gonna. You're gonna start getting daily pings. Hey, you up for some Apex Legends? Oh god. You up for some Apex Legends? You up for some Apex Legends? Because I would much rather fail with friends than fail with randos. Robbie sounds incredibly desperate. Like one of those desperate guys on a dating website just yeah. looking for teammates well, to join him in Apex Legends. I will say this. In the week that I've been playing, I've already gotten three victories. How long have you been playing Call of Duty Warzone with no victories? Not as long as you have been playing Apex Legends. <laughs> Ouch. All right, it's time for some fun and games. Weird Beard has put together a little game that's going to force all of us here to make some of the hardest decisions we've ever had to make in a game. Oh, boy. We have Checkpoint XP producer Callie sitting in to play with us. Weird Beard, tell us what you have in store. So we are going to be playing a game of Would You Rather. I put together a list of Would You Rather video gaming questions, and uh, you just got to tell the entire world which one you would rather do. That seems... That seems innocent Easy. enough. Yeah. <laughs> All James, right. do you want to start? Why not? Okay. James, would you rather be able to eat enemies and turn them into eggs to use as weapons like Yoshi when you poop them out? <laughs> yes. Or have eggs shoot out of your mouth and butt 
like weapons in Banjo Kazooie. Oh, oh man, this is the best game ever. <laughs> I'm going the Yoshi what? route. Okay. Absolutely. I'm going to eat my enemies and then I poop them out and then I can throw their eggs as weapons. That's like the ultimate. I will. I could eat whatever I wanted. I would always have ammo. You would never run out of ammo if but, that was. But the then thing. you also have to poop out giant eggs. Sometimes you have to make sacrifices, Robbie. <laughs> oh, Unlimited right. ammo. Is it worth it? I think yes. Absolutely. Uh, Callie. Sure. Yeah. Would you rather be able to inhale anybody and take their abilities and knowledge like Kirby, okay. or capture other people to use at your discretion like a Pokemon trainer? Ooh, there's some. That second one, there's some there's some issues there. Yeah, there's yeah. a. W- w- would you read me that second one again? I need to hear the wording on that. Capture other people to use at your discretion, like a Pokemon trainer. So you're literally putting them in the Pokemon ball. No, we yeah, we get it. Yeah. We know. Oh yeah, we get it. Uh-huh. It just sounds it's, like it's, it's going to be a little it's, problematic. It's I'm going to have problematic. I'm going to have a Twitter hashtag started about me if I go with that one. <laughs> that said, I got really bad lockjaw, so I'm worried about having to like swallow people. I don't think that's going to go well either. Yeah, whatever. I'll put up with the locks. I'll give me Kirby. <laughs> okay, Kirby it is. I don't want hashtag cancel Callie. Oh, Robbie, <laughs> would you rather... <laughs> <I> skip? <laughs> no. Would you rather be in your favorite game but have to kill your favorite character or oh. be your least favorite character in your favorite game? Now, am I Robbie in place of that character or I have to be that character? You have to be that character. So, like, if you were going on to He-Man, you'd be Skeletor. Uh, you know what? Uh... I'm going to go with the second one because I know exactly who I'd be. I'd end up being Caden Alenko in Mass Effect, <laughs> who I hate, but for some reason, every girl in the universe loves him. So I'll reap those benefits. I mean, you also get to hang out with Shepard. And so I that's get to cool. hang out with yeah, Shepard. That'd be cool. Yeah. Okay. James, would you rather have to shout Shuriken like Ryu every time you have to get up or have to shout get over here like Scorpion every time you needed to ask for something? I'm going Scorpion. That's an easy yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Get over here. I got a question for you. Uh, how would that go over with your fiance? Get over here. <laughs> get out of my face is what the response would be. Go get your own pizza rolls. By the way, your Scorpion sounds weirdly like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> really? Oh, it's like a Scorpion. <laughs> Hulkster mashup. Get over oh, here, Scorpion. <laughs> get over here and take those vitamins and say your prayers, brother. <laughs> Callie, would you rather yeah. share a controller with somebody who's been eating Cheetos all night? Oh, no. Or share the controller with somebody who's been eating greasy pizza for the past hour? Oh, okay. So let's be clear. None Either of these way, are happy decisions yeah. that we have to make. No, no. no. mine wasn't too bad. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Cheeto dust because at least you can get the Cheeto dust off. Once there's a piece of grease on it, it's yeah. it's hopeless. Yeah, it's there's no stopping that. <laughs> like I can I can sacrifice a shirt to get the Cheeto dust mm-hmm. off, but that's an absolute party foul. You do that, you're kicked out of the no more gaming for you. Absolutely. Robbie, would you rather have multiple lives like a character in Donkey Kong or have multiple weapons like in Halo? I thought oh, he said wow. wives. So I was like, I was like Wait, you remember right, yeah. a different Donkey Kong yeah. than I let's, do. Let's repeat. Was that lives or wives? Lives with an L. All right. No, I'd definitely go with the first one. Yes. Okay, all right. Multiple lives, pretty boss. Heck yeah, uh, it is. I, I mean, uh, now, do you remember the death? Do you remember experiencing death and then you come back to life? You're like, no, uh-huh. hold on, hold on. The more important question is, do I know how many lives I have? Oh, <laughs> yes, you don't know how many lives you have. That would be terrifying. I wouldn't like that at all. James, would you rather talk in the Bowser voice and uncontrollably breathe fire when you get irritated or... Talk like an Animal Crossing character with the only way to communicate with others being a word text bubble above your head. 
Oh, man. So either I'm breathing fire or people have to just read what I'm trying to say. You know, all the time. I, I can do the laugh that the villagers do really, really well. But my girlfriend hates it. What is it? <laughs> That's how they laugh? That's how some of them laugh. Okay, yes. I can live with that. I can, I can laugh like Robbie, and I'll have the text put ab- above my head instead of breathing fire every time I got a problem. All right, cool. Callie. James has a problem a lot. So. I, I have a lot of problems, too. Callie, would you rather never be able to play a Mario game ever again? Okay. Or only be able to play the first hour of every game from now on? Oh, that's an easy choice. Uh, I'll, I'll sacrifice the Mario games. Easy. If I could only get an hour into games, that would what? be it for could, me. Could you imagine an hour of cyberpunk? What, you get halfway through the tutorial? I wouldn't even done in character creator. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, screw Mario. You, are, you, you know what, Weird Beard? You are overestimating our love of Mario. <laughs> I don't know. I would keep Mario because I play mostly Battle Royale games. So saying. one hour is plenty of time for me. Uh, Robbie. Uh-huh. Would you rather have to wear a Samus helmet for the rest of your life, 24-7, or be permanently attached to a Yoshi? Oh. Well, I mean, that up. depends. Is the governor telling me I have to wear a Samus <laughs> helmet, or am I doing it because I choose to? Uh, you're forced to. Okay, just checking. Uh, I will definitely go with the Samus helmet, because while I may be forced to wear it, uh, it still you know, opens up like an Iron Man helmet, so I'll still be able to eat food, drink, and That's not fair. have to put up with a dumb Yoshi. You'd be kind of like the Mandalorian. This is the way. So right now we are playing a Would You Rather game. Uh, It's video game edition. I have James, I have Robbie, and producer Callie all sitting in here making tough decisions about what they would want to do if I had to alter their life. They're really not that tough, Weird Beard. I'm going to be honest with you. There's a couple. I had to make a couple tough ones. Mine have been pretty easy. Yours have been pretty straightforward. Mine have not. James, would you rather have your cell phone ringer be set as a loop of claptrap from Borderlands talking? Oh, God. Or have your cell phone ringer be set as an endless loop of a fire alarm going off at 500 decibels? Oh, see, this is a tough choice, Robbie. <laughs> Either the fire alarm or the claptrap. Yeah. Both it's super annoying. I like Borderlands, so the claptrap isn't that bad. I'm Plus, going- I keep mine on silent anyway. Uh, well, I'm going with Claptrap only because I don't want the 500 decibel fire alarm going off at all hours. To blow, yes. <laughs> blow your eardrums out. I'll deal with Claptrap. All right. Callie? Yeah. Would you rather spend the next year trapped in a Left 4 Dead game fighting zombies? Oh, God. Or be shot out of a slingshot for one day like an Angry Birds? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I guarantee the Angry Birds slingshot is death. Like, there's no surviving that. I don't know. You could Put a helmet on. Them. Yeah. You can borrow my Samus helmet. You can, like, I, I don't know if you up. all know how helmets actually work. <laughs> um, I guess I'll take the Left 4 Dead for a year because that is survivable, I think. And you're going to come out the other side of badass. I, I mean, if I make it to if, the if other end, make it, yeah, yeah it'll, mm-hmm. be, it'll be one of those, like, it grew character. Mm-hmm. All right, Robbie, I'm going to give you the toughest... One, the toughest question. All right. It's not necessarily very video game related. Okay. Robbie, for one whole year, be forced to watch Pixels with Adam Sandler (laughs) or the Emoji Movie on loop. Come on. I pick one of these movies and it's on loop for a year. A whole year. Do I have to sit in front of it and watch it the whole time? You have to watch it. Or it's just always... Like they're in the background. It's like it's like a Clockwork Orange. Your eyes are peeled open, oh. and you just have to sit there and watch one of these movies. For this a question year. just got real. Or 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 die if I don't pick one of these. I'll be two. the one yeah. who the eye drops. I was like, even one day of that would drive me insane. I Pixels mean, or the Emoji Movie? I haven't seen either of them. Take uh, a stab in the dark. They're both terrible. I like Adam Sandler oh, though, so I no. probably go with that one. Ah! I yeah. think that's a wonderful choice. I would go with Pixels as well. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Morgan Freeman is the poop emoji. From the high highs. An absolute monster. To the low lows. Who nailed it and who failed it on Checkpoint XP Radio.
You heard I nailed it earlier when we talked about Devolver Games and their amazing conference. Well, now it's time for our Failed It. The Amazon Game Studio has not been doing well. Last month, they unreleased their free-to-play game Crucible when it launched to yawns and snores. They had a second game set to launch in August, a massively multiplayer online game called The New World, which was about colonizing a new continent that has now been pushed back to a generic 2021 release. It is an eternal island of legend, a place of unimaginable beauty and a growing evil where the forces of death and life are in constant conflict. Now, you'd think the company that owns the biggest game streaming platform in the world would be a little bit better at releasing games. I, I have to say this. This absolutely blows my mind that they are dropping the ball on, on two of them because Amazon has so much money. They have so much money. Billions. Soon to be trillions. Right. And I mean, they've, they've had Twitch for a few years now, right? So when they first announced that they were getting into the video game you know, development sort of game, I guess, I was kind of excited but honestly, this is a bad look. I feel like I'd rather them just not do the games thing at all, right? Just just let Twitch be its thing, do whatever Twitch is doing, and then just you know go back to like figuring out how drones are going to bring me my pizza or whatever. Jeff Be- <laughs> Jeff Bezos, I honestly, I think that he has too much money. Like it doesn't matter. Uh, y- yes, you know what I mean. All, he does. <laughs> they're just going to keep pissing money away at stuff until like who cares if it sucks like oh i spent a million dollars on this do you understand what a million dollars is to jeff bezos it's it's it's, it's nothing it's it, nothing it's, it's not even chump change who cares yeah go ahead you're in the red i don't give a crap <laughs> all right amazon your game studio is our failed it for this week and don't forget if you ever miss a nailed it and failed it you can find them posted over at checkpoint xp Com. We asked on social media over at Checkpoint XP on Twitter and Facebook what your earliest memory of playing a video game is. We'll discuss your answers in a little bit because ahead next, we're checking the gaming headlines. Robbie, what do you have for us? You'll never guess what company just invested $250 million in Epic. Ooh, that's a lot of money. That and more all next on Checkpoint XP. Broadcasting from the Beasley Media Studios. Esports and video games live here. Oh my gosh. Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. I'm James Campbell, and with me is Robbie Landis, and the guy who slowly climbed the ranks of Valorant, Weirdbeard. I have put in way too many hours attempting to be good when I solo queue. Like, I, it's the worst type of hell of trying to get really good and be ranked highly in a game. You're what also, precious metal are you? You're, yeah, you're also you're so close to diamond, right? I was close to diamond, and then I just tumbled down the ranks like an Aww. embarrassing loser, and I'm back in gold three. But I will be back in platinum very, very soon. <laughs> However, I, I'm I'm if I do make it into the diamond tier, which is like the low tier considered for for professional players, I will never stop talking about it. That's all, right. that's all well, I'm going to say to you. Guys. I believe in you, Yo-Yo. Thank you. I believe in you too. If you make it into that tier, who would be one Valorant pro you'd be stoked to queue with? Oh God. Skadoodle. Skadoodle! Skadoodle. And Scream just got signed. Scream is going to be a great player, too. Like, give me one of them, and and they'll carry me to wins. Please. Coming soon to a Valorant queue near you. Weirdbeard with Skadoodle and Scream. A CSGO team has had a huge rise in the rankings. How did a team go from 36th to 4th place almost overnight? We'll talk about that in just a moment, because now it's time for... Hey! Oh! The guy is unreal! My goodness! 
Sports Gaming Update with Robbie Landis on Checkpoint XP Radio. Cheating has been a rampant problem in Call of Duty Warzone, and Activision has taken extensive action to try and clean it up. A massive wave of bans were sent out recently, and it seems that some quote-unquote innocent gamers were somehow caught in it as well. Now, some of those bans have been quietly reversed despite Activision's terms saying that no banned accounts will be considered for disputes, reversals, or refund. James, have you been all right? You're good? I'm okay. Yeah, I wasn't cheating. I just, I'm just i just really bad at the game. <laughs> ah, there you go. Yeah. Well, you know, it, 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 it's funny, too, because uh, uh, there's a lot of people out there who's like, hey, I, I've never cheated. I've never cheated. Why is my account still being banned? Blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And some people are bringing up uh, that Are they the, banning them from being so bad? Not from being bad. Toxic. But remember, just recently, Activision said that they would try to be a lot better at banning people uh, uh, you know, for toxic behavior using hate speech, oh, good. Know, slurs good. and stuff like that. So chances are you weren't innocently banned. You were just potty mouth. You you were being mean. Yeah. Now I will say though, th- this comes at the same time that uh, only uh, a few days ago, actually, from when we we're recording this, a Twitch streamer was banned for running his hacks while streaming on Twitch. Oh my! Yes, absolutely. So it's Ban like him. yeah, like he got and he didn't even act like there was anything. He was tryharding and he was like just looking really serious on stream and uh-huh. everything like that, dude. It, like right now, it is so plagued with cheaters. No matter if you're what playing do you get out of that? PC, I just I don't get it. I, I, I just don't get why people you get cheat. enjoyment out of the rage of killing people like me. I guess, but you're bad, so we can kill you anyway. <laughs> Sony has invested a whopping two hundred and fifty million dollars in Epic Games, making them a minority stakeholder. Now, that's kind of small potatoes when you consider Epic Games is worth $16 billion, but it could be big for the future of the PlayStation 5. According to a statement by Sony CEO Kenichiro Yoshida, through our investment, we will explore opportunities for further collaboration with Epic to delight and bring value to consumers and the industry at large, not only in games, but across the rapidly evolving digital entertainment landscape. You know what would be a big win for PlayStation 5 and Epic Game Stores? What? Epic Game Stores on the PlayStation 5. It won't happen. Uh, maybe Ooh. I don't know. Like because they do curate a very specific list of games. It's not like yes. there's, there's going to be a lot of crossover between the PlayStation Store and Epic Game Store. Maybe I all I know is that maybe. like Epic has been winning. It got off to a rocky start when the Epic Store launched. Mm-hmm. I wasn't interested in it. It was like oh wait, whatever. It's the Fortnite launcher. I wasn't interested in doing it at all. The past couple of months, they have had win after win after win after win. I just want to see where they're going to be in another six keep months. Keep dropping all these free games. Exactly. Grand Theft Auto. Uh, forget well, a couple of the other ones we've talked about on the show. Uh, uh, our free uh, game one of the, of the newest week. Assassin's Creed's at one yeah. point. Yeah. I have no complaints about Epic Game Store. Meanwhile, I have a laundry list of things that I would change about Steam. Yes. A few weeks ago, everyone was hyped about the announcement of Crash Bandicoot 4. Now, we have another Crash game announcement, but it's getting little fanfare. Crash Bandicoot On The Run is a mobile game in the vein of Temple Run. Crash just runs, and you got to collect stuff on a predetermined path and jump over obstacles, which, I mean, I guess really is at the heart of Crash. I was going to say, isn't that kind of what the actual game is? Yeah, I well, don't know. I, just, I never I just, realized it was so similar to Temple Run until you just did the story, really though. Yeah. I mean, there's some, there's even some levels, remember, where like the giant boulder or the Indiana Jones ball is following you? That's literally, that is a Temple Run level right yeah. there. Now, what I will also say is, remember, Mario even had tried this. Well. Nintendo yeah. tried it, and it was free, and you had to pay for some of the later levels, and it flopped. Like it was really because it's it's a dumb game design. Come on, let's be honest. It was very like play it for five minutes and you've played the game. People who are very young play it, right? Like Mm -hmm. they have uh, um, uh, I think it's like uh, something chaser, tunnel chaser, subway. I don't have kids, so I don't know. Uh, It's one of those, but it's like it's 
they were a fad in the early 2000s, right? When Temple Run first came out. Yeah. Like, then every game tried to copy it. And it was on iPads and it was phones because it, it was so easy. This is a easy. quick buck is it's, what it is. I don't think anybody who's going to be, like, interested in the new Crash game is going to hear about this and be like, ooh, gotta play it now. The list of classic games available for the Nintendo Switch's online console has just got an addition many people, Weird Beard included, have been waiting for. Donkey Kong Country from the Super Nintendo system Woo! will be all yours. How excited are you for this overrated game, Weird Beard? Um, I'm kind of that smile on I'm his face. I'm very excited. I love this game. If you already own one of the SNES minis that came out uh, just a few years ago, mm-hmm. you already have a, a copy of this game. Um, but I. Dude, this game holds up as a platformer to a lot of the platformers of today. Like, Ukulele, which is made by the people who made Banjo-Kazooie Rare, right? It was okay. It was all right. It's, it holds no candle to Donkey Kong Countries, any of them. Like, and the best platformer of the past couple of years, Donkey Kong Country Freeze. They know the formula, and this is the game that started platformers on where it is. Damn good game. Okay, if you say so. They they, they also had other games on there. They <laughs> they just put um a, a wrestling game on there from the oh, really? SNES, and then they put an NES one, an early like RPG uh, that came out. I don't know. Like I just want to see better ge- like classic games on the Switch's store. Well, good news for me because that just made my Switch even more valuable. All right. The gaming world continues to be rocked by allegations of abuse, and Ubisoft is dealing with a reckoning of its own. Their editorial vice president has resigned amid allegations of assault. As uh, <clears throat> their editorial vice president has resigned amid allegations of assault, as the company continues its investigation. But he's not the only one. Their vice president of editorial and creative services has been placed on leave pending the outcome of another investigation, and another employee was terminated for behavior that doesn't align with company expectations. Youch. I don't know. Like, we talked about this last week. This Me Too movement that's happening right now is... It's not over. It's not even close to over. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fun. it feels like they're turning over every single rock to find the bad actors in all communities. Which, which look, they should be doing. Like, get all of those people out of here. Absolutely. But there's just a lot of corners to check, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of spaces that crazily have been dominated by you know like assaulters for so long and i would like to point out that the ceo of riot who farted on people's faces and tapped their nuts still working still working still employed way to go riot games that's it for the checkpoint xp gaming news update for more head on over to our website checkpointxp.com all right thank you robbie for that update now with the covid19 pandemic still affecting day-to-day life we're still seeing how its long-term effects are playing out weird beard you have an interesting story from the world of CSGO and how going to an online format has proved beneficial for some teams. Yeah, so there's been a CSGO tournament. Uh, most of them have been held online, right, ever since COVID-19 and everybody got pushed on there because especially for CSGO, the biggest thing that you would see is these giant in-person tournaments in Katowice mm-hmm. or you'd go to uh, the road to Rio was supposed to happen this year for their big season finale for the actual season. But now they've moved all the way to online competitions and some people are mad that there's actually been a team that shot up from number 56 in the world ranking. 56? To number four. And it's all been wow. while on online tournaments. So, like, people... They're, they're cheating. They, I don't think they're cheating. No, no, they're cheating. They're cheating. They have to be... There's You do not You do not go from 54 to third, third fourth place, whatever. Fourth place, sorry. You don't, you they, don't went, a, they went from number 46 to number one, so it's even worse than that. No! Yes. Wow. You do not become the top I think they just team got better, Robbie. just because you're playing at home unless you're cheating. So it, it's like six months worth of time. They've gone from, it's called a big clan. 
right? Like that they go by the tag big when they're playing. Uh, Have they, they got like new players or anything? No, but they've started all of a sudden taking down huge teams like FaZe, no! Mouse Sports, Complexity no! in their recent victories. Um, and it's crazy because like a number one world ranking in CSGO is huge because in something like other esports, a world ranking is is like, okay, what's the scene like in Germany? You know, like what's the scene like in Japan? CSGO is inherently an international sport just by what it is. Like most of the competitors are European. Yes. And this is a team from the U.S. How do they check for cheating? Have they done that? Have they checked for cheating? Have they ran scans on their computer? Yeah, for the games that they play and everything like that in the leagues, they actually have plenty you, of... You uh, get someone in person <laughs> to check their directories. That is ridiculous. Send I Robbie don't believe it. I Send Robbie in there with a the magnifying glass. It. Listen, they won DreamHack Masters. They've had decent success in, in LAN, like in-person events in the past, but they just were never able to make it and get over the hump. It seems like COVID, maybe it's just the fact that they're not having to go and train in other places. Maybe they're, they're stuck home, not being able to do anything. Yes. They practice a little bit and they got better and they with cheats. From, I don't know. You I remain cheat? unconvinced. I remain unconvinced. I mean, do you think that if if somebody wins a tournament that's just online, that they could possibly be any worse than somebody who wins tournaments that are only in person? Well, which one's the worst one to be? No, uh, it, it's just I, I I just I just don't understand how how the simple fact of now we get to play from home suddenly you are the best in the world. No way. So like they made No way. If they would have jumped up to like maybe like like the mid teens, right? Maybe maybe starting to break top 10. All right, that's pretty believable. But suddenly you're like the same caliber as like Team Liquid or 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 uh, Vitality or something. No way. Like you got to no remember, way. they made they made a roster change probably like two and a half months before COVID hit, right? And so they didn't really see anything pop see, off. They weren't gelling before COVID hit, and then no. all of a sudden it hit, and now they won. Gelling. They mm. won DreamHack Masters. They won uh, CS Summit Six. Like they have won some crown jewel tournaments out of nowhere. I think it's going to be crazy to see where they go in the future, and then once they do return to in-person events, if they continue to win. All right, a gentleman's agreement in eSports? Well, the pros in the Call of Duty League abide by one. But what happens when a player decides to ignore the agreement? We'll talk about that in just a bit, because ahead next, if you're looking for a hit game that you might have missed, something that's easy to get into and well worth the time, well, then Weirdbeard has a great gaming recommendation for you next on Checkpoint XP. We're rolling with continuous esports on the only show for esports and video games. This is going to be absolute madness. No need for extra tokens. We've got the hookup. Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're hanging with me, James Campbell, along with Weird Beard and the Checkpoint XP host, known more for his dad jokes on stream yeah. than his wins and Apex Legends, Robbie Landis. Wait, what? I, I do dad jokes on, on stream? Hey, Norris, study up. <laughs> study up, Norris. That, uh, look, I'm sorry, but I sent him to school. There we go. Shut up. It's right <laughs> now he's doing dad jokes on our show. He literally tried to act like he didn't know what you were talking about, and then just like, oh, yeah, what do you know? Gotcha. The most dad joke-filled non-dad on the show, Robbie Landis. The players of the Call of Duty League abide by a gentleman's agreement in regards to a form of aim assist. Well, some players aren't agreeing to it, 
Weird Beard, what's going on in the CDL? So first, you need a little bit of knowledge about what ATS is. ATS in uh, the Call of Duty world is Auto Tactical Sprint. Now, what this is used for is it's kind of game-breaking in certain instances to where if you're normally playing Call of Duty, you would have to hold a certain button to be able to make your guy sprint and then when you uh when you stop holding it there's a whole like cooldown animation right so what it does is it changes how people interact when you have ats turned on it makes it so essentially you can run around the entire map at a high speed and not get that cooldown so you're able to be running and like headshots constantly run constantly run no cooldown and have better aiming while you're running because it's essentially like the game doing it for you right mm-hmm. it's put in there for 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 newer players well and, and, and when it comes to first-person shooters on console games, there normally is some sort of aim assist in the game in one way or another. Yeah, but so this was uh, done under a gentleman's agreement, which just means all the players and the teams kind of got together. The majority of them said, hey, 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 oh, we're just no. not going to put this in, oh, right? Geez. Like, we're not going to use this in competition. And there's no, like, formal rule. There's no, like, penalty system that's set up for it except for your word because you've agreed to it. So the Why? ATS is legal to use in competition, but it's just kind well, of frowned upon. Yeah, so hold on, because is, is there a rule that says it is allowed? Well, there's nothing banning it. Okay, see, I feel like that's one of those weird loophole things, because when we're talking about a competitive scene and competitive integrity, I feel like when 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 we want to watch a match... Featuring the best of the best, like that's the whole point of competition, right? Absolutely. That you wouldn't want one team or a player using it. So you, you know what? Gentlemen's agreement isn't enough. Activision should have had a ruling on this. Now, what it really came into play was uh, last week during a scrimmage, uh, Dallas Empire's Crim Six was using ATS uh, Krim, during a no. scrim, like on purpose. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He had it turned on, um, and so the majority of the group had already gentlemen's agreement, and they said, "Oh, we're not going to do that." And then he <laughs> was using it, uh, and then all of a sudden. Twitter just exploded because it was all these guys now mad that they had agreed not to do something. The guy, Crim6 was like, yep, not going to do that. And then he did it anyways. He's a liar. He is a liar. And He's so a liar and it, a cheat. It's, it's you cr- do what you can to win. It ain't I, cheating because it ain't in the rules. Well, I, yeah, I get that. But. It's crazy because Crim6 responded. He said, uh, six to seven gentlemen's agreements have been created this past month, and it's so bad that we've literally been throwing scrims so that a certain gun would stay in. And yes, I was using the, a, the auto single sprint for two days, and they lost their minds, but all of this is beside the point. We gentlemen's agreement, a setting that oh, no one can up. prove, can't be restricted, and is game-changing. But the pros seem to think that they can trust the 55 individuals in the league for a combined total of 4.9 million over the next two months. No, we don't. We don't. I, look, I don't. Um, imagine if you found out that within the NFL that some players had made a gentleman's agreement to exclude certain formation, certain offensive format. No, screw that. There are rules that are instituted by the organizations that run these games, and if they don't have a rule, then you do what you can to win. Pure and simple. Now, I, I kind of get it because he's saying that there's a way you can't prove that somebody's using this. Right? Okay. Like, if somebody is very, very, very good at the game. So is Twitter freaking out about it because he confessed to it? You so if he wouldn't have confessed to it, well, nobody it, would still what know. What started the Twitter feuds was all the other players who were scrimming against him found out about it somehow, some You check way. their settings. If you think someone's using it, you check their settings. You can do that before a game. And so they went and they essentially found that there was a rat <laughs> in amongst them. And they all outed him. And they all said, hey, you're being a jerk. Like, why'd you break our gentleman's agreement? This is so dumb. And he's coming out being like, listen, (laughs) there's almost $5 million on the line. 
everybody's freaking out about this and there's no real rules about it. Nobody can prove it. Why am I the one? Because I use it when you calling me out could also be using it and you calling me out could also be using it. So it's just, I don't, this is the, this is crazy because there's no other esport that has these gentlemen's There's agreements. no other sport. There's no other competition that operates like this. And what's, cra- and what's also interesting is like, the this past weekend was uh, the homestand for the subliners for the New York subliners, and they won their very first championship on it. Guess what was not checked in settings before that? Whether anybody was using this ATS setting? It, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because it's not a rule. Unless Activision says you can't use it, use it. Yeah, be ungentlemanly about it. Now I have forget to, the gentleman's agreement. So would you never agree to it, James? Would you? Agree I don't or know. Not? I see both sides of the thing. If everybody in the league was like, "We will not use this," no. If the I league, I can understand. If yeah, the league, I feel the says league needs to get involved this. and say, "Do not use this." Yep. But I'm one of those people. So when I play my battle royale games, it's usually a third person perspective. People will give me crap because I use the third person perspective to peek around corners, everybody peek around can do walls. It. It's in the game. Yep. I'm not violating any rules. Mm-hmm. It should be good. So I'm like, I'm torn. I see both sides of the argument. But personally, I will admit, I'm guilty of, you know, using some of these loopholes. Can't be bothered to play new games as they come out. I've been hearing about this Skyrim thing. Is that worth buying? For gamers behind the times, it's the patient gamer. Each week, Weird Beard and Robbie bring us a new game to check out that we might have otherwise missed. What have we got this week, Weird Beard? This week I'm bringing you one of my favorite platformers of all time. Oh, no. It's Uh-oh. so good that it was even re-released in 2016. Insomniac Games, Ratchet & Clank. In another world. Our galaxy is in a state of crisis. Captain Quark. The Galactic Rangers are looking for a new recruit. A man with a dream. Actually, I'm a Lombax. Fine, a Lombax with a dream. We want you. Yeah. If you have heart, then you have what it takes. You don't have what it takes. Wait, uh, next! We'll discover a beautiful friendship. <laughs> Maybe not beautiful, but definitely attractive. Like a seven. My name's Ratchet. I'll just call you Clank. So re-released in 2016 for the PS4, Ratchet and Clank is the official way, according to Insomniac Games, to be able to experience this uh, like groundbreaking platformer series. It first came out in 2002, and then when they re-released a uh, Ratchet and Clank movie in 2014. Oh, that was a thing. It was a thing. Aww. They put this game back out, and it's really, really good. So if you ever played like a um, uh, uh, Crash Bandicoot or a Jack and Daxter or anything Banjo like Kazooie. that. Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah, these are the kinds of games like it you are following ratchet who's like this kind of uh is he a cat kind of it's a cat it's thing. like an alien he's thing. anthropomorphic okay. yes okay and a robot named Clank. very pc robbie um yeah. <laughs> funny and they uh they you have to solve a whole bunch of uh whole bunch of puzzles and you have to jump from platform to platform and collect a whole bunch of things uh and it's really fun like there's a level of complexity to if you if you want to get into it and really learn the mechanics of the game you can do that. If you want to give the controller to your kid and they'll bumble around for a little while and have some fun with it, you can also do that as well. So I think it's like, do you want a game that you can pick up and put down with having to, without having to invest like your entire life into it? This might be a game that might be up your alley. All right, how much is it going to run me? Uh, right now on PS4, $19.99. It's not too bad. It's it, not bad. Is it on uh, all consoles then? Uh, no. Xbox 2? No, it is not on PS4 Xbox. It's only on PS4. But I will say, if you're into it, it is well worth the time. Until they re-release and remaster the Jack and Daxter trilogy, this is the closest that you're going to get. All right, there's your patient gamer recommendation. Ratchet and Clank, available on the PS4 for just about $20 right now. So coming up, 
We asked on social media over at Checkpoint XP on Twitter and Facebook what your earliest memory of playing a video game was. We have your responses when we come back on Checkpoint XP. Hey, this is Callie with the Checkpoint XP Save the Date Calendar, letting you know about the latest esports competitions to look forward to in the coming weeks. The Overwatch League is back with the Countdown Cup, once again splitting the league into two regions for competition. It's worth noting that at the end of this tournament, there will be two more weeks of play, after which every team will have played 21 games this season. The League of Legends Summer Split will be running weekly all through the summer. You can tune in to the LCS matches starting on Fridays each week, with matches running through Sunday evening. The playoffs are slated for the end of August into September. Joining the list of canceled esports events is Evo. The tournament was supposed to be held online, but accusations of sexual abuse in the organization has led to the tournament's founder being ousted and the event being canceled this year. While the Fortnite World Cup is gone, the DreamHack Fortnite series is up and running once again. The monthly $250,000 tournament is back on as of July. For our CSGO fans, ESL is currently on break in between seasons. As of now, the ESL is scheduled to get underway once again on September 4th. That's it for the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar. And remember, for all the latest in the world of esports, check out our website at CheckpointXP.com. Get in the game. What are we witnessing? The number one esports and video game radio show. Checkpoint XP, where gaming lives. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're listening to Robbie Landis, Weird Beard, and someone who already pre-ordered his deluxe copy of WWE 2K Battlegrounds, me, James Campbell. Oh, no, really? I am, yes. I'm excited. You know why? Did the last WWE game not teach you anything? Maybe not, <laughs> but this game is way different than the last oh, one. Oh, way different. Really? This Did they finish one, this one? Well, hopefully. Hopefully they finish this one. But this one's awesome. Hey, with my pre-order, I got this Stone Cold Steve Austin Attitude Era version of The Rock, Ronda Rousey, plus Rated R Superstar Edge, Plus tons of digital currency. So I definitely got my money's you worth. You realize this is paying for skins. That's what this is. That's what you just did. It's okay. It's only 10 extra dollars. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. And it's included in the game price, so I don't have to add that onto my skin total there, <laughs> Robbie. <laughs> What is the earliest memory you have of playing a video game? We asked you on social media, over at Checkpoint XP on Twitter and Facebook. I'm going to get to your answers in just a moment, but first we're going to discuss our earliest memories. Weird Beard, why don't you go ahead and go first? I want to know what the earliest memory of Little Baby Beard is playing video games. I will tell you that I played a lot of NES. My Uh parents had an NES, but the one that sticks with me the most is I was stuck for an entire summer on Link's Awakening on the Game Boy. Now, here's you start this game with no sword, no shield, no nothing like that. There's no saves back then. No nothing. I go down to the beach. You see the sword. It's surrounded by a whole bunch of spiky things. And I spent an entire summer not knowing how to get through there. I finally give it to one of the older kids, and he, in five seconds, goes, oh, you just got to do this. Puts me right back into where I get a sword. The sword is probably three minutes into the game. I've replayed that first three minutes it of that game. It took you a summer to so beat the times. first three <laughs> minutes of the game? I had no idea how to do it. It was, this it is was a true story? Yes, it was literally... Oh, you're so It melted dumb. my mind. And I felt like I, I He hate, was a kid, Robbie. Be nice. He's yeah. So dumb. Like, he was a little baby weird beard. Kids on Fortnite build entire mansions. Well, there was a James. different time back then, okay? He was on a Game Boy. There wasn't even any color on the screen. It was green pixel. Right. So for me, one of my uh, uh, earliest memories, this is actually on the, on the Sega Genesis, me and my siblings would play, uh, we were playing Sonic Hedgehog 2, and we had finally, after like weeks and months of begging our, our mom to try and play with us, she's like, alright, fine, I'll come in and play with you, and she sat down on the bed with us, and we're playing through, and the way that we did it was when you lost all your lives, 
you'd pass control on to the next person. By the second or third zone, we had like 30 lives in stock. And she's like, so when is it my turn? When we lose these 30 lives. And she's like, all right, that's it. And she stood up and walked out of the room, never came back in again. That you ruined it. it for her. We did. We ruined it. We were just playing by the rules. You ruined video games for her. What about you, James? Me, my earliest memory, I would say, is uh, it's on the Atari. And I had, uh, I had, I was given like the Ghostbusters game for the Atari. Oh God, that game was terrible. I know it was really bad, <laughs> but I didn't have the Atari at my house. It was at my grandma's house. So Wait, so someone bought you the game, but you didn't have the the actual? I system? think it was given. I don't remember. I was a, I was a very young child, okay. so all the memories might not completely be there. Eons ago, in, in completion. Eons ago, yes, and I'm that old. <laughs> A boomer's a boomer's age ago, <laughs> but anyways, so I had the game. I was so excited to play it. I finally got the grandma's, got the cartridge in, and I could not stop dying when the marshmallow man would come through and pounce. You'd see this like weird, not even eight bit. I don't know how many bits it was. Whatever the Atari <laughs> bit was, you'd see like a, a like a maze, like a Pac Man maze with like the Ghostbusters vehicle, and then you'd see like this weird pixelated marshmallow man come stomping through. I finally figured it out in a fit of rage. There's a little switch on the back you'd have to flip. So that is my earliest gaming moment because that's the wow. first video game puzzle I saw. Yeah, why? Why are all of these early memories of just being so dumb that you can't? <laughs> that you we saw, didn't yeah, you saw these weird puzzles. Me. Mine wasn't. I had thirty lives in Sonic. Yep. Yours, you just outcasted somebody from playing video games for the rest of their <laughs> lives, Robbie. Thank you for listening to Checkpoint XP. We're talking about our earliest memories of video games, and we have a few callers who wanted to share their experiences with us via the Checkpoint XP call-in line. If you want to reach out, give us a call at 1-833-557-0974. Hey, what's poppin'? This is uh, Dave from Philly uh, listening on 97.5 The Fanatic. Uh, my earliest game memory uh, is playing Double Dribble back in like 91, uh, where me and my cousins, man, we used to just go, we used to just go in on that. We used to go in, man, dunking on people with the cutscenes, man. I love that double dribble, man, flat out. Hey, Dave, thanks so much for that call. Now, when you talk about double dribble, the one basketball game I remember from being really young uh-huh. was Arch Rivals, where you could, like, punch what? people. What? Yeah. what? It was like I a, it was like a two or three on three basketball game, but you could, no. like, punch your opponents, take the ball, and then slam dunk. No, I'm definitely in the double dribble. Like, like, like him just saying and hearing it, I remember, like, the screen and everything where, like, shows the guy going through the air and then slam dunking. Double dribble. All right, my first time playing video games. I'm definitely an old school gamer. I can't handle the modern day games. Way too many crazy graphics going on. But I remember playing video games with my brother when um, Nintendo very first came out. You know, he had to blow on the cartridges to get them to work right. And we had uh, Mario Brothers, but we got it when it first was released. So Duck Hunt wasn't on there. All my friends had Duck Hunt, which totally sucked. But at least we had Mario, and we had one of the first Nintendos, and I still have it to this day, and I still play it. It's a good time. That was Christine checking in from Fort Worth. Remember, if you want to leave us a message or let us know your thoughts on any of the social media topics or anything we have going on here at Checkpoint XP, give us a call at one 877 Did you guys have any like weird ways that you would like get the, the Nintendo to work? Obviously, you know, blowing into what was, like I think, the most commonly accepted one. Did you guys have any other like, weird ones maybe other people haven't heard of before? It, maybe not weird, but I was so anal retentive about cleaning. Like, if you got even a little bit of blinkage when you, you mm-hmm. know, put it down and everything. Did you do, like, the, like, like dip a Q-tip into... All of into, it. Into, oh, into you're one of those guys. And put it in there. You're yeah. one of the Q-tip cleaners. <laughs> you have to be, like, you had to, because especially because it was my dad's system, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh. my dad wasn't a gamer, so he would just let it sit like a mantelpiece, right? But it was expensive. Exactly. So, mm. You can't, so it doesn't matter. And if, 
I was so terribly afraid because if it like blinked or anything or did it work, he would always assume that my you brother, yeah, that my they brother, put a I virus it. on it. So it's like, damn it. So like, I was so just like, okay, no, 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 no. This thing has it has to work. The pristine. Yes. Yes. All right. So going to Facebook and Twitter, we have one from Bill here, here says saying that he used to play with his brother one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles games on the NES. So good. Like the arcade game is so talking, good. Is I, I, I'm going game? to assume that's the one. But he said him and his brother once when they were in playing it, his parents said they had to come out, but the door to the room jammed and wouldn't open. And his parents thought that they locked it and wouldn't let them in. Now, uh-huh. I, I do have to say the TMNT games were one of the only times a licensed video game was okay. I think any other time you do like comic or movie tie-ins or disasters. Mm-hmm. Yes, they yeah. were <laughs> terrible TMNT. But I mean the very very first TMNT was up. not so hot. The arcade game though mm-hmm. owned. For sure, for Turtles sure. in time also. Tara says that when she was younger playing Duck Hunt on the NES, she used to put the gun right up next to the screen in order yeah. to shoot. She first got grounded because of it, and then when she got caught doing it again, she would get spanked by her parents for cheating. Spanked okay. for cheating for and duck hunting? cheating hunt? and... You gotta teach them young. Do not let... Look, if you if you don't teach them young when they do that, next thing you know, they're on stream in Fortnite using aim hacks. I feel what? like Robbie was a cheater on yeah, duck hunting. Probably. You look like it. Are you kidding? No. I am an... Ace. I have to ask, why do you think so many people's first gaming memories was Mario and Duck Hunt? Like, it seems it was consistently throughout all the answers. We got so many people that just have, like, very vivid memories of that orange and gray gun. Because back then, you know, it's it's not like today with, with both music, TV, movies, and games, you can go and find, like, your own thing. You know, back then, you had to basically just look at what was being sold. Like, you know, the people Nintendo in was charge. The big one, yeah. Nintendo was the big one. When Nintendo put out a game, that's what you played. And I have a feeling there was probably a bit of a price drop on the system when they put it out with the, the Zapper, as yep. well as the Mario with the Duck Hunt that's game. It. I bet you the mm-hmm. price dropped. And they were super affordable, so families could now buy these games and became more of a household name. And last from Ditto Dat on Twitter, uh, he said, Going to my dad's house and playing Power Rangers on the PS1, but being unable to save it, so having to start from the beginning every single time I play. Did you guys ever have to do that with any games? Uh, Final Fantasy VII, I didn't have a memory card. (laughs) And at one one point during the summer, I'd go to my dad's for two weeks at a time. I left my PlayStation on TV off with something covering the PlayStation so they couldn't so see the light was, was on. on. Yep. That's yep. crazy. Came back home to my mom's two <laughs> weeks later, and it was still going. There you go. How expensive, how expensive was the power bill? <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. If you enjoyed these responses, you can always include yours by commenting on our social media at Checkpoint XP. However, we want to talk to you on the phone. If you want to talk to us, give us a call at one 557 0974. Thank you so much for listening on your radio station. Make sure you head over to CheckpointXP.com. A big thank you to Robbie Landis, Weird Beard, and Producer Callie for helping put this episode together. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook at CheckpointXP. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the show, and we'll talk to you again on the next level. Check.